welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Digital Selling, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they'll discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you're in the right place. This is where the best run, we always say it, we always We have a great topic for you. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. I found a quote from a gentleman named Bobby Darnell. He's the principal of Construction Market Consultants. I'm not sure what that has to do with digital selling, but the quote is great, actually, and maybe that's why the quote is so good, because he's not in the digital selling, teaching, or consulting field. Okay, here's the quote. Active participation on LinkedIn uh-huh, is the best way to say, look at me, without saying, look at me. So there you have it. It's actually a terrific quote. So let's talk about this. I have some numbers for you. If you want to take notes, I'll speak slowly because this is worthy of noting. 42% of LinkedIn members access the platform multiple times daily or weekly. Okay. 74% of B2B buyers Use LinkedIn for purchasing decisions and social proof. That's a big number. 79% of B2B marketers view LinkedIn as the most effective marketing channel. You getting the drift yet? The numbers are going up. 91% of executives rate LinkedIn number one for finding professional content. I've got one more for you. HubSpot reports that LinkedIn is... 277% more effective than Facebook and Twitter for B2B lead generation. Just take that in. We went from 70, 42% to 74, 79, 91 and 277. I think you get the message. LinkedIn is the place you need to be if you're in B2B, if you're in sales of any kind. However, how do you get the best results from LinkedIn? So we're titling this episode today, Mining for the Golden Nuggets, LinkedIn for Digital Selling. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Changing the Game with Digital Selling Radio. Very happy to be here. I think we have three panelists. Uh, we're having trouble getting one of them, but my engineer, Aaron, oh, good, we've got them all. Terrific. Uh, wonderful thing about international, what shall we say, global panelists. Sometimes phones work, sometimes they don't, but we've got them all. So let me tell you who my three panelists are. I'll just give you their names and their companies, and then we'll get started. First up, in a moment, I'll be speaking with Mick Adam. He's from Vanguard Leadership. He'll tell us all about what he does later, and he's coming back. They're all three are veterans of Game Changers Radio, so I'm very happy to reconnect with them. Loïc Simon, or Simone, I'm in a French mood today, the founder of Hashtag Social Selling Forum is with us, and of course our good friend Phil Lurie, sales lead for digital selling at SAP. So thank you gentlemen for joining me. Mick Adam at Vanguard Leadership sent me the following quote. From Walter Disney, Walt Disney, familiarly known American entrepreneur, animator, voice actor, I like that, and film producer. He holds the record for the most Academy Awards earned by an individual. Get this, 22 Oscars out of 59 nominations. He's got an Emmy, Golden Globes, and you know he went from animation and movies into the amusement park industry. Walt Disney's Disneyland, Disney World, Epcot. Look him up on Wikipedia if you want to know the details. Here's the quote from... Walt Disney. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Mick Adam, do you think that's the way Walt Disney said it? How are you? Yes, I'm fine, actually, Bonnie. Thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, I, I am a firm believer in the actual quote uh, because I think when it comes down to social selling, there's a lot of talking going on, but there's only one thing one has to do, and that's do it. Just start hitting the rubber, put the rubber to the road and get going. Just do it, because by looking and talking about it, you're getting nowhere. Very interesting. So what you're saying, uh, Mick, I think is that dip your toe in the DAM and the damn pool, not in the dam, dip your toe in the damn pool and get started and just do something. Do you think that's dangerous, Mick? Do you think it's dangerous? And and we're going to talk a little more about using LinkedIn, of course, during the show with you and Luik and Phil. But if a company has, let's say you've got 100 employees and you're training them 
to use their professional profiles on LinkedIn to leverage their value to your company, to become advocates, ambassadors, evangelists, all those wonderful words we, we like mm-hmm. to toss about. Uh, is, is there danger if you say to them, just go out and do it, and they do something that's really, really awful? Do you think there's such a thing as not talking enough and doing too soon? I'm, I'm looking for your POV on this. What do you think? Well, no, I, I think my, my, my point is, of course, you have to create a you know, a, a, a playing field in which they, they have to do stuff, which might be a little bit of the talking, but there's a, the thing is, if you don't make the mistakes, you won't find the right way, and you'll be just doing what you've done before, and you're not even getting there. I think the important thing is lay out good rules, train your people, make sure they know how things work and what to do, and then it's up to them to see what actually fits their style to hit the road in social selling because it will be different probably for everybody in this field. There is no copy-paste. There is no one solution fits all and because your customers are not one solution fits all. So it's, it's a learning process that we all have to go through and the only way that we can learn to is a lot of the time by doing stuff. And the other thing is, of course, you need some yeah, guidelines, you need some training, mm-hmm. so you don't do the stupid things. That is definitely <laughs> what you should stay away from. But you're gonna have to you're gonna make mistakes and you're going to have to learn along the way. Thank you. I love when you said don't do the stupid things. Yes, I think we've all done that. I've learned very quickly that even on Twitter, Mick, there's a more button on the side and it says delete this tweet and you can delete it if there's some typos in it. I'm using uh, a, a different Twitter than I, I used to be on a sprinkler dashboard a while ago and now I'm directly on Twitter and when I copy from my notes into Twitter, it puts up a bunch of basically machine code like five inches long of machine code before it gets to what I actually want to tweet. So I have to delete all of the CRAP so that the actual tweet will be there and clean it up, check the, the character count, and then do it. And sometimes there's extra spaces, there are typos, so delete is my new best friend on Twitter. But on LinkedIn, you're right. And you know the mantra, uh, Mick, sometimes is fail fast, fail often. And I, I like how you I like how you nailed me to that one. You basically said, okay, get trained, get ready, get all your ducks in a row, know what you're doing, but just get out there and do something rather than standing on the side of the pool. The, 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 the thing I want to add to that is if it's kind of like driving a car. You get a driver's permit, and then you drive the car, and that's every day learn by doing it stuff. Yes, try not to bump into something that's in a movable yeah. wall. That's right. Thank you very much, Mick. Good start to the show. Let's go to our next good friend, Loic Simon at Social Selling yeah. Forum. And Loic has sent us a quote from Malcolm Gladwell from his book, Outliers, The Story of Success. It's Malcolm Gladwell's third nonfiction book dated all the way back to 2008. He examines the factors that contribute to what he calls high levels of success. You can look it up. It debuted at number one on the bestseller list for also for the New York Times as well as the Globe and Mail, and it held the number one spot on the New York Times bestseller list for 11 consecutive weeks. We all know when Gladwell speaks, people listen. Here's the quote, and this goes perfectly, Louis, with what we just talked about with, with Mick. Practice isn't the thing you do once you're good. It's the thing you do that makes you good. Bravo. Louis Simon. Comment ça va? Yeah. Bienvenue. Ça va très bien. Ça va très bien. I'm in Marseille today, you know, not more in Paris because I run a social selling forum tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about this quote. I love the quote because, as I said, it just yes. dovetails so perfectly. You and Mick didn't get together and pick the quotes, I don't think. Go ahead. Talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I think uh, in order to sell, you need both trust and credibility and what you need to do in order to get this trust and this credibility online, especially on using LinkedIn or other social networks, is really to act, as Nick rightfully said. Yeah. And what I think is in order to, you have to seek excellence and not perfection. And in order to seek excellence, you have to practice, 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 train, train, train all the time. You have to do it, as, as Nick said. 
Yeah, as Mick, sorry, not Mick, but Mick, as Mick said, you have to do it. And I think this is the most important for, for a social salon, is to practice all day, all, all, all around the day, in, in a routine fashion, in order to become excellent in, in their craft. That's my, my perspective on this. I agree. Do you subscribe to the fail fast, fail often that I mentioned? I know that's a principle of design thinking, I believe. Louis, what's your thought about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if you know your stuff, if you know what you are talking about, which is still paramount, of course, you, you, you cannot make it until you become it if you know nothing, you know? So mm-hmm. you really have to, to think about where you are strong in reality when you interact with customers, for example, with prospects when you are a sales guy yeah? or when you are a manager and you want to, to get uh, new recruits or whatever. You have to know your stuff. You have to be good in what you say and what you, in what you share, etc. But then on social network, just do it is the best thing we should, uh, we should think about. Exactly as Nick said. Yeah. Thank you very much. I like that as well. Great quote. And I, I still think the two of you conspired to get those two quotes that <laughs> dovetail. So I just have, I know you're good friends. I, and, and I have to thank Louis for, Louis for a wonderful post on LinkedIn. Speaking of LinkedIn, you posted about the show today and you said you were happy to be invited back to Bonnie's cool show. And I sit here feeling very cool, even without the air conditioning on. So thank, thank you. I consider that a great compliment, Louis. Phil Lurie, we want to hear from you. Phil has sent us a quote from one of my favorite songs. This pops up often on Game Changers Radio as the part of what the panelists pick for a quote, Phil. It's a quote from David Bowie's Changes. David Bowie, of course, who left us way too soon. Changes is a song that was released on his Hunky Dory album way back in 1971 and as a single the following January, just a few weeks later, the day before his 25th birthday. Oh my. It became one of his best known songs even though it missed making the Billboard Top 40. It ranks 128 on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. A lot of information here. Go look it up. Changes. Here's the quote. I'm going to give the five lines of the quote, Phil, and you can talk about whatever you want. I still don't know what I was waiting for, and my time was running wild. A million dead-end streets. Every time I thought I'd got it made, it seemed the taste was not so sweet. And the tagline, of course, is ch-ch-ch-change. Look for the strange, something like that. So, Phil Lurie, welcome back. How have you been? Great, great. I think we are kind of aligned in our conversations here uh, for you to do something that's different and, and to, to, to change. Uh, you really have to experiment a little bit and to try some things and uh, fail quickly, fail often, hopefully a fewer times, but also learn from the mistakes of others if you can. Um, which is kind of what I try to teach my kids, but uh, they don't always listen. Um, (laughs) Any parent will know that, right? Um, But uh, with social or digital selling, uh, we jumped into the pool uh, and and, and learned, and uh, it it was great because then the world started changing around us, and now uh, it's, it's becoming more and more effective. Uh, one of the things is that uh, reaching new customers using LinkedIn has been very profitable and, and, and valuable for us and, and a great learning experience. But we also know that it's going to be a changing environment and that uh, the way you're selling 20 years ago didn't, doesn't work, uh, didn't work 10 years ago, and we're going to keep evolving. And uh, social and digital uh, will be changed. As a matter of fact, the fact that they changed the name uh, kind of indicates that but we're, we'll be changing, and maybe later on we can talk about some things. I know we, we talk about the crystal ball, but you'll, um, we'll be forecasting some changes in, in the way social and digital selling is done in the future. Uh, but right now, this is the way to go, and I think as the other panelists have suggested, uh, you've got to just jump in and start, uh, start, start swimming, and, uh, you, and, and you'll do better. Absolutely. And, and Phil, I'm so intrigued by the word change changes. That's what a lot of people are so scared of. We talk about change management on many of our shows. And the old axiom, longstanding axiom has changed. The only constant we have is change. Some people say death and taxes, but change, everything is changing. Uh, Phil, just, just quickly looking at LinkedIn, has it changed measurably 
or dramatically in the past, let's say, three years in terms of training people to use it? Is it like, okay, do this on Monday and then, whoops, they changed their algorithms or they changed the format by the next Monday? Is anything like that, that speedy going on in terms of the dynamics of the stability, I'll call it, of LinkedIn, Phil? Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn oh. itself has changed by trying to force people to buy the more enhanced products uh, like Sales ah. Navigator, which I've yeah. been using. And uh, Sales Navigator has a lot of features that the free version of LinkedIn used to have. Sales Navigator itself over the past five years has evolved to be more and more powerful. Uh, but be, being more and more powerful means it's more and more difficult to use. So the training has to change. Uh, they've added some features like uh, what they've what they call point drive, which is an ability uh, or a feature where where you can um, publish uh, content uh, that could be multimedia, uh, could be you know videos as well, uh, audio, uh, and um, then attach it to your LinkedIn um, email messages or internal email, which they call inmail, and uh, then get tracking about who's actually uh, looked at your. Uh, piece of content, and uh, if mm-hmm. it's passed to someone else, you'll also see who they are. All of this while being GDPR compliant, which is the mm-hmm. international uh, or European standards for pri- data privacy. Uh, so all of this is done in a legal means, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, therefore, very powerful new tool. But once again, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. To quote uh, yes. Stan Lee, right? So um, yes. Um, we, we're, we're involved in trying to get people to understand how to use the new tools and use it effectively. Thank you very much. I, I wasn't expecting that answer. I thought you were going to say, nah, it's, LinkedIn is LinkedIn. But uh, I'm using it for different purposes now than I did before. And I'm, I'm working with a, a coach, let's say. We'll just leave the word before what kind of coach it is. And uh, she told me anytime you have... A, a material change in a job po- in a job uh, description, Phil. Add that as a new chapter, if you will, in your experience, and don't go too far back. People don't need to know what you did twenty five years ago. It's like a resume. Just put it into a summary, unless it's materially relevant to what people mm-hmm. need to know about your credentials. Do you agree with that, Phil? Absolutely. And Bonnie, you called someone else. You could have called me. I would have coached you. <laughs> You're sweet. I'll tell you later what happened. I'll tell you later what happened. I can't talk about it on the radio, Phil. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We're just, trying, just trying to get a laugh. Oh, you did. You absolutely did. I have friends who call me every morning and say they just want to hear me giggle. So thank you very much. You got the giggle. Okay, let's go around the table and just catch up with our three good friends here on the show. Mick Adam, where are you today? What's your favorite drink? And just give us a brief 60-second overview of what's new with you at Vanguard Leadership. What do you do there? Go ahead, Mick. All right. Well, where am I today? I'm in a town called Kortrijk where I just finished up a day training on Using social media in the broad sense for a uh, people in the construction industry. Uh, mm. What's in my cup today is, since I've been doing a lot of talking today and a lot of listening today, I'm just drinking plain old water, which is kind of boring, but at least it helps me get through the day and keeps me hydrated. <laughs> now, to answer your third question, yes. what do I do? Um, basically, I help companies bridge the gap between social and business, um, focusing on two and a half areas. The two areas are social selling on the one side, social recruitment on the other side, and that's supported by employee advocacy. I do training, I do consulting, and I do implementation where I actually sit behind the buttons for the clients on a regular basis. Mm, interesting. Water is not boring. It's how you approach it that could be boring, right? If you say, I'm, I just made that up and it sounded good to me. If you're hydrating and you have a, I, I hired it, Phil Lurie, I hired a personal trainer. He's coming today at two o'clock to get me moving and exercising. So I see water as hydration that's part of the training regime, regimen, if you will. So I, I see water as actually exciting. So Phil, I'm sorry I didn't hire you for my personal trainer, but I, I didn't know you were doing that. I'm only teasing. Louis Simon, 
Come talk to me. Where are you in the world today? What's your favorite beverage and what's new with you at hashtag social selling forum? Go ahead. Yeah, as I said, right now I'm in Marseille where I, where I will run the 43rd social selling forum mm. in less than three years and a half. I don't know if you imagine what it means. And in two days from now, I will be in Grenoble and then in Paris and then in, uh, in Lyon running these uh, forums on t- entirely dedicated to social selling. By the way, I still prefer social selling better than digital marketing. or I know. Or I saw your post. Anyway, <laughs> I understand. So what, what I'm doing, what I am doing is helping sales transform. And especially sales management, the people who are heading the sales, uh, uh, all, uh, the leaders of the sales organization and so on, they need to change, to transform and to embrace the, the, the new order, which, which comes with internet and with digital and with uh, social selling, digital selling, you name it. Yeah. And I help them by promoting social selling because I believe social selling is a very good catalyst to this uh, transformation. And I do it through social selling forums, which are in the flesh forums where we really meet after having met on LinkedIn. And I only drink water, by the way, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Brief and to the point, thank you very much. Phil Lurie, you're up next. Where art thou? What do you love to drink these days? Water is perfectly fine. You know that's what I'm drinking. And Phil, catch us up on what you're doing, training people who come to you at SAP. Go ahead. Well, I'm back from traveling as well, but I'm in uh, lovely Paramus, New Jersey, in the United States. That's that is unique. And um, um, I'm drinking water with a little lemon in it uh, because I like to stay hydrated as well. And uh, so uh, I'm with you on the water side of things. Uh, what I do at SAP uh, is uh, I look in supporting of sales technology, uh, looking at supporting our entire sales organization, which is global and um, very diverse, and um, I brought in social selling uh, as, as a tool technique uh, about five years ago, and we've uh, developed a very large team of internal trainers, all volunteers, because they all find it exciting. We've got about uh, 250 trainers around the world, and uh, we have a very large footprint in LinkedIn world, about 15,000 seats, and I'm looking at mm. expanding that a little bit further. Um, so we've got training where we help people develop their best uh, personal profiles, learn how to use the tools, and we also uh, work with uh, other tools for social advocacy so that people can build their profiles and their, their presence with uh, good articles uh, that are relevant and interesting. And uh, we've seen um, significant results in the social advocacy helping people who are more advanced. So we've got folks who are newbies, you know, just starting out, and we've got some more advanced people, and we're looking at how this is all evolving, and we're measuring and tracking along the way to see how it all works. Uh, so we're continuing, and it's, uh, uh, when we first, Bonnie and I first met, uh, it mm-hmm. was uh, entry, we were just starting out, and now we've been doing it for a while, and uh, we're continuing, so obviously it's been successful. I am very happy to hear that, and I have to do a shout-out to Kirsten Boylow at SAP, who continues to sponsor this very important series. That's why we have Mick Adam, Louis Simon, and Phil Lurie on the air with me, coming back over and over again, because we need your expertise. Phil, we need people who know what they're doing. It's not just, it. we talk about practicing and dipping your toe in the water and getting out there, but it really does require training and a solid understanding of, of the medium, if you will, the platform, and how to reach people. Um, I, I I've been noticing some some companies that are trying to gain prominence now are thinly veiled selling and marketing on Twitter about a dozen times a day. And it's it's a constant barrage of selling messages and it's it's starting to annoy me because it's it's just it's just out there and it's not the way it's supposed to be. It should be relationship building, it should be adding value, not just, hey, if you want to do this well, call me, I'll sell you blah blah blah. And it's just starting to I, I think there needs to be a little bit of retrenching and retraining, but we'll leave that one alone. Uh if anybody cares, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, of course you do, aka Radio Red, and my handle on Twitter now is Radio Red seven seven seven. If you wanna find me, uh I'm looking to break the two thousand mark on followers. I'm up to almost nineteen hundred 
hundred. So if anybody wants to help me with my quest, that would be great. I'm drinking water because I'm not allowed to have anything caffeinated on radio show days. And today is a doubleheader. An hour after the show ends, I'll be back on the air with another one actually talking about technology and sports, focusing on the NBA, basketball. What a show we have planned. Today we're talking right now on digital selling. And, and Luik, I'm always intrigued when you say it's not digital selling. It should be social selling, simply selling, modern selling. I, I think the point that SAP is trying to make with the title of this, and Phil can back me up, is that we, we want people to know that, that there is a digital slash technology component to it, and it's not just pick up the phone anymore. It's not mm-hmm. just the cold calling. So I'm, I'm convinced that the word digital is in there to anchor it to the technology part. Am I right, Phil Lurie? you agree with that? I agree with you. I, I also kind of like social because I was used to it. So yeah, it's me too. A, a change. <laughs> yep. It's a change. 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 On that note, ding, ding. I, I'm here in, uh, in, yeah. in gloomy, slightly gloomy, but thank God not 100 degree Durham, North Carolina. It's a little bit blah outside, but the coolness is very much appreciated. The garden is blooming, everything. I'm waiting for my crepe myrtle to show me some crepe myrtles, but it's just a lot of beautiful green. Oh, I just heard from, heard from Aaron, our engineer. It's 102 degrees in Phoenix, so there you go. So we're going to take a quick break, just 90 seconds. That's all we have. Coming back, talking about mining for the golden nuggets. Who doesn't want that? LinkedIn for digital selling. We're going to pick the brains of my three experts, Mick Adam at Vanguard Leadership, Luis Simone at Social Selling Forum, and Phil Lurie at SAP. Don't even think of touching. Ah, that out, that mouse, that mouse, that app, that dial, that phone, whoever you're listening. We're going to be right back. Aaron, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Social media is taking sales and marketing organizations by storm, and only those who adapt quickly into the new digital world will be around in the future. Digital selling is a concept that has implications to all lines of business, from building the fundamentals in the sales and marketing process and getting the content marketing mix right, to building cross-functional teams and ultimately changing the way buyers and sellers engage in a digital world. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how digital selling is changing the world of business. Changing the Game with Digital Selling is presented by SAP. Visit SAP.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Changing the Game with Digital Selling, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Changing the Game with Digital Selling. Here we are, and we're back with my three very special guests. I'm very familiar with all of them, and it's lovely to reconnect with Mick Adam at Vanguard Leadership, Loic Simon. I'm in my French mode today. Social Selling Forum and Phil Lurie at SAP, of course. We're talking about mining for the golden nuggets, LinkedIn for digital selling. We're going to get some expertise now from Mick Adam to start off the roundtable. We'll go around the table. We're going to make this really, really fast, gentlemen. Just quick comments. Let's see how much knowledge we can impart to our listeners so Mick starts out, told me this following statement. He says, the biggest shift in mindset for salespeople is from knowledge is power to sharing is caring attitude. LinkedIn is a platform where share information and just sit to lurk. Mick, explain this to me, please, and let's see what Luik and Phil have to say. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, if the, the, the time when the salespeople were in control of the world uh, that time is gone. Uh, we all know that. And I think today our customers are looking for people that can actually help them solve problems and they don't want to go look around every other place. So if we as salespeople start sharing our content, 
we will be discovered by people and, and once we're discovered, we'll start building that relationship, building on the trust that we want with our clients and thus building the relationship even further to actually connect and, and to make the, the, you know, the, the, to get into a sales slash buying cycle in, in symbios as opposed to I'm selling you something or you are just looking for the best price from any product. So I think the idea of sharing is so much more willing, winning than, than it is, you know, trying to hold on to your knowledge. There is no such thing as, I, as I'm the only person who knows something. I mean, the internet has so much information. You can find anything and everything on the internet, whether it's true or not. Let's discuss that later. But I think... The, you're lying to yourself if you are the only keeper of information. And by sharing, you open avenues for relationship building. And that's what you as a salesperson are really looking for. And, and in all honesty, I do a lot of training out here in, in Belgium. And mm-hmm. actually, all my knowledge is on social media. I throw all my knowledge on LinkedIn, Twitter, and other channels. And, you know, people still ask for me to come in and give them a training, which is probably the, you know, the, the cherry on the ice cream or on the cake, if you want, because I've yeah. already spread my knowledge. People see you as a, as a sales expert. So mm-hmm. it, sharing is the only currency that actually works today. That's a very, very powerful statement, Mr. Adam. I want to see if Luik Simon Simon and Phil Lurie agree. Luik, briefly, what do you think? Agree or disagree? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure that I that I agree with the term sharing anymore because many people think that sharing is just uh, broadcasting some content, and especially those who are doing employee advocacy who are just pushing uh, curated uh, content uh, to their followers and then letting them uh, consume the this content. And this, for me, doesn't work anymore. What works today and what has changed is that LinkedIn, especially, it has become a conversation platform where you need to comment and to enter into debates. And to and to really share, meaning exchanging, communicate with others, and not just sending them stuff as we used to do, to do in many large companies. By the way, where where their sellers are only becoming uh, clones, uh, pushing information and sharing, as you said, information. So for me, the most important is conversations, debates I that you can spark. Sparkle by by creating content yourself as a seller as a, as a manager or by commenting. Commenting is one of the underused uh, tool on LinkedIn, which really mm-hmm. sellers should uh, should focus upon. Commenting posts posts and videos from others. By the way, another change is video, which is very prominent for getting trust and credibility. Interesting. Phil Lurie, you've got to come in here. I don't know if we have a, a he said, he said, uh, you, which side are you on? Or are you, what do you embrace? Sharing is caring, uh, content versus conversation, commenting? Well, I, I think I, I lean toward the um, being more uh, careful about what you're saying, but sharing to a certain extent. You don't want to be a spammer, which is kind of what no. we were referring to before. Uh, you don't want to be the, the person who's just sending out broadcast messages uh, one-to-many. You really want to be more one-to-one or one-to-a-few. And when we teach social advocacy effectively, what you really want to be doing is finding articles that are relevant to your audience and then comment on them, add value. Uh, why am I sending you this article? Why am I doing it now? Um, and if you, you know, try to join someone or meet someone to actually sell them, you have to listen first to what they want before uh, you offer them services because, uh, uh, you know, any good salesperson knows in, in any medium that you're doing it that you're much more effective if you listen to the customer before you say anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I think part, you know, there was a lot of truth in what both my colleagues here have said, but the way I lean towards it is uh, right now customers are uh, – people that you can hunt for and gather. You know, you can collect them using tools like uh, Sales Navigator on LinkedIn. But eventually, customers are going to be doing the research online, and um, mm-hmm. they're going to find mm-hmm. you. And if you've published good articles or, or you said good things, you're going to show up on search engines like, Grape, uh, like uh, Google searches and Bing searches, and you'll be the person, the expert that they want to talk to. Uh, people buy from 
from trusted advisors, and that's the way you want to be perceived. So having a good profile on LinkedIn, uh, consistent mm-hmm. on Twitter and the other media, and then pub- publishing articles that help you get found are all elements that are going to make you more uh, effective as a salesperson in the long term. Uh, so, uh, you know, we can talk about a lot of specifics with LinkedIn where, you know, when you send someone a message, the first thing they do is look at your profile. So it's really important to have a very solid professional profile, which I'm sure these gentlemen would agree with uh, as an earliest step that people have to take when they start in social media. But also Thank when you, you start Phil. publishing, you know, be relevant. Very, very interesting. Well, we've got some very good, we went from knowledge is power to sharing is caring. Then we talked about conversation and commenting, not just content. Very, this is provocative. This is what we love on live radio. Mick Adam, you started it. Any comments you want to have back before I move on? No, actually, the thing is, I, I fully agree with, with, with Luik's, what, what Luik just said, is all the sharing you do is to actually start that ultimate conversation with your client who's done the research. So I agree with, it, with, with, with uh, both guys on, on, on the call. It's just, we started with the sharing is caring. You've got to do that. It's not about broadcasting. It's about starting that, starting and especially maintaining the conversation. Very, thank you very much. Uh, great start to the roundtable. Luis Simone, I'm looking at your notes here. Let's dive a little bit deeper into this. You say, to be really adopted throughout a company, social selling must be embedded in the sales process, the cadence, the routine, and the training. So let's expand the conversation a little more into the how-to. We've done a little more on the philosophy. Let's, let's do a little deeper dive. How do you embed it into the sales process? And I love the word cadence. How does that work, Luis? I think social, for social selling to work, it, it, it should not be an, at, an appendix, an addendum to, to the sales cadence, to the sales processes, to the sales discussions that the sales leaders have with their teams. It should be really ingrained into the, the day-to-day lives of, of conversations between the sellers and their management. That's what I say. Yeah? And, and in many cases, it's still something on top of regular meetings, regular cadence, regular whatever, yeah? And this has to change if, if really social selling uh, or digital selling uh, must uh, de- be deployed throughout the companies correctly. And, and there is a second thing, by the way. Managers, mm-hmm. leaders should be the first social sellers in the company before yes. regular sales reps and regular marketing people. That's my perspective, too. Thank you very much. Uh, Phil Lurie, what do you think about cadence and embedding social selling and everything to do with selling? What do you think? I absolutely agree 100%. That's what I've been uh, working on um, for the last two years, actually, uh, to try to change our go-to-market strategies successfully so that um, we are embedding social into into the basic approach. Uh, and once again, changes uh, with the passage of the GDPR in Europe um, mm-hmm. where you, know, you have to be uh, more uh, cautious about privacy, not to mention the fact that people around the world are more concerned about privacy uh, and people are subject to a lot of spamming. Um, connecting over social media has to be done in a proper way and that means that the approaches that we use in sales like cold calling um, you know, via telephone or via email, uh, cold emails, not, a, not even effective. So this whole thing about changing the way you do things, it's not just because it's the right thing to do, it's that the old ways are now the wrong thing to do. So it's, uh, you, you're not allowed to do it in certain parts of the world, very large parts of the world. So you had to make this change. So we've been looking at how we can ad- adapt to these changes and the fact that we've been doing social to a, a limited and then more advanced stage has given us some advantages to to adapt to these changes. It's not strange. It's not something we, you know, it's now adopting more of it and having more internal success stories so we can convince other people in the organization that, yes, we've been successful. Don't worry, you can't do it the way you used to do it, but now you can do Mm -hmm. it this way, and here's the the way that works. So it's how do you do that change management thing? How do you get a a large organization to change? And um, that's kind of the approach towards doing it. So, Absolutely. Um, you need a cadence. It needs to be organized. It needs to be supported. You have to help people go through there and, and, and go through the process and figure out how it's going to work for them individually because one size doesn't fit all. So you have to be very adaptive in making sure that each role and different people in the roles 
are, are supported in this because we, we're like parents trying to get people to do things in the right way and um, people learn at their own pace. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Uh, let's go around to Mick Adam for your thoughts on this topic. Mick, join me. Well, I, there's so much we could, we, we could talk about only on this topic, so I'm going to pick out a, a couple of things. Uh, I honestly believe that the word social selling, digital selling, it's, it's going to be part, I think we should just drop the digital slash social, it's all about selling, and it's mm-hmm. just another way of integrating it into our daily routine as a salesperson. So I'm fully on board with what Louis said about, you know, embedding it in the social, in the sales process. It has to be part of what people are doing today in sales because it's just another, it's, it's just another channel. It's just another way to integrate this much, you know, depending on your client, you'll be using one or the other way. And yes, there are regulations in place like GDPR and some other stuff. But the thing is, it's going to be part of your daily sales routine and let's not you know, the term in itself well, is kind of today beginning to be uh, a little more vaporized because it's just part mm-hmm. of selling. It's n- I'm not going to say focus on the social bit anymore or on the digital bit. I'm just doing my job as a salesperson. And I do believe, like Loic said, management has a big role in all of this. If management, sales management is not doing or leading by example, how do you expect salespeople to follow or even take the lead? Because you're going to mm-hmm. have very awkward discussions. Like, how the hell did you spend four hours on social media today if the sales manager has no idea what the results could be? So I think as a sales manager, you always have to lead. And it's not only sales management, it's marketing, it's general management. Everybody's going to go in the same direction. And and so management has a major role, like Loic says. Thank you very much. We're we're he- heading toward our predictions round, and I want to sneak in one more topic. Uh, and thank you to my three panelists for sending such interesting notes to me before the show. Phil Lurie, here's something interesting. I don't think we've ever properly defined sales navigator. We're not being an influencer for it or promoter for it, but I, I want to make sure everybody knows. So you say LinkedIn has evolved significantly since you and your team started using it six years ago. Sales navigator's users are still growing their connections to target buyers, that's the point of sales, at a faster rate than others. Can you just give us a little overview on what is Sales Navigator? How do you find it? Where is it? What does it do? Phil? Sales Navigator is a premium service that LinkedIn offers. They also have premium services for people who are job hunting, and they also have services for people who are recruiters. Sales Navigator is meant specifically for salespeople, obviously by the name, and what it offers is uh, the ability to track a larger number of people uh, than your person. You know, you can connect with people uh, on the free LinkedIn by sending someone an invitation, uh, and they would have to accept that invitation, or they, or vice versa. And then you can see information about them. You can see their profile and things like that. With the Sales Navigator tool, you can look at people without having their permission, uh, and uh, then follow what they're saying, what they're publishing. It sounds kind of creepy when I say it that way, but the idea is that they would be leads potentially, and you can save those leads and then try to figure out what, what you can say to that person to, make a, uh, to get a warm introduction. It also has the ability to share your connections with other members of your team. That's a specific term that they use. And your team uh, could be you know, the other people in your group at your own company, for example. And... Um, this uh, team uh, tool is called Team Builder, and it allows you to uh, have people who are first-level connections and second-level connections of your first-level connections or your team members. You can see other people. So I made it really more complicated than it really is, but right now you, can, you in the free LinkedIn can only talk to certain people in your own network, and you build that network by invitations. Sales Navigator allows you to expand your team to everyone else in your group. And so uh, we have a very large group, and we have like 15 million connections, all told. And LinkedIn has a universe of about a half a, half a billion uh, members worldwide. So team, the, the Sales Navigator lets salespeople see more people, and it provides tools to, the most important part, is to search and find people with certain criteria. 
maybe their geography, what business they're in, what their roles are in, they're in, uh, how much experience they have, and also searches for keywords so that you can find people on the LinkedIn network who might be uh, potentially interested in your products or services. So that's what this is all about. Uh, so essentially, a toolkit for salespeople, uh, which you would pay an additional fee for, and depending upon how many seats you buy, you, you, know, you can uh, negotiate the price. But um, you can buy it as an individual or you can buy it as a group. And that's what Sales Navigator is essentially, uh, a tool for salespeople beyond the free LinkedIn. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Let me just get a quick comment here, and I'm, I'm going to redesign our roundtable uh, for the crystal ball in a moment. I have some another idea, so bear with me. But just quickly, Mick Adam, you agree about using the premium features on LinkedIn? Again, to my listeners, we're not selling anything. We're just talking about what's available. Mick, agree or disagree on the value of Sales Navigator? I agree on the value of Sales Navigator. I think it's a great tool. There are a, bu- a number of buts and, and, and difficulties when you use Sales Navigator. Uh, first of all, I would like to define, I'm going to be a little controversial here, and Go like ahead. to define Sales Navigator as a monitoring tool for your clients and prospects, and it's the only monitoring tool available on link- for and on LinkedIn. So it's kind of a... There are other tools like on Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff that allow you to monitor people's activities. Well, LinkedIn has actually blocked its own you know, environment and has provided now with Sales Navigator a tool to do this. So to me, it's, an, it's a tool to actually monitor potential and, 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 and current clients with the idea to start conversations. I fully agree on that. It's a great tool to find cues to get a conversation started with potential clients. So from my point of view, there's a lot of benefit, except that if you have clients that are not active on LinkedIn, it's worthless. If you mm-hmm. have clients that don't post anything on LinkedIn, that, yeah, you can find them, but if you work on smaller accounts, it sometimes is purely worthless. Now, if you're in big accounts, the money changes and, or it, the angle changes, and it's worth a lot of money to actually get to know people. So it's a sword with two edges. And mm-hmm. I think on the, if you buy it as a company, as a team, and you're a large company, i.e. Mm-hmm. SAP and whatever, yes, which Phil does. I think it's major, major benefit. If Thank you. If you're focused on small companies, it's not there. Thank you. Luik, I want to get 60 seconds from you on this topic. And then, Mick, I want you to get ready with your prediction. And, Mick, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. I'll, I'll tell you what it is in just a second. Luik, I want to keep the thread going here. Agree or disagree, Sales Navigator? We've got two points of view here. Yeah. For me, it's very simple. Sales Navigator is like a Ferrari which is a fantastic tool, especially for prospecting. And I love what Mick said about monitoring. The problem is when you want to to drive a Ferrari, you need to know how to drive. And many many people do not know how to drive a Ferrari, and then they crash, they go into the wall. And that's what happens to a lot of sales navigators, early users or corporate users who are not really really social sellers. They are not really helping their their customers and and prospects progress in their education journey, for example. They they are not entering into conversation. conversation. They are spamming people through sales navigator because they are searching them on sales navigator, which is a, a very good tool for search, and then they are spamming those people with connection requests or with emails or whatever you name it or calls, calls. So they use a very interesting new tools with the old-fashioned way of doing business, you yep. know, uh, because they did not learn how to do social selling the proper way. So that, that's, for me, it's, I, I hate you. and I love Sales Navigator at the same time for this reason. Thank you. <laughs> Phil, I love that we had a controversy on this. This makes for good radio. You know that. I always say, don't just sit here and say, I agree for the whole hour. And the three of you are experts in that. Let me reframe what we're going to do for 60 seconds each. That's really all we have for predictions. I want you to predict the best part of LinkedIn for social, digital, simply selling, knowledge selling, sharing selling, content selling, whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you want to call it. Just what is the what is going to be the most popular feature for salespeople to mine those gold nuggets? Where are the nuggets? 60 seconds, Mick Adam, go first. Well, for me, the gold nuggets in, are in starting the conversations on LinkedIn, reacting to people. And yes, like I said, Sales Navigator might be a good tool if your customer is active. But I think it's all about 
starting the conversation with people. And the more salespeople learn that, the more successful they will actually be using LinkedIn or any other tool for that matter. But LinkedIn is probably the best tool for you if you're in a business environment. Thank you very much. Well put. Louis Simon, prediction, what will be the best place to mine those golden nuggets for digital, social selling, selling, and LinkedIn? Go. Yeah, you know, for me, thanks to LinkedIn, we are able to garner trust. Trust is the most important factor in sales right now, in selling right now, combined with credibility, of course, and excellence in what you are doing. But this is a given. Everybody is excellent in what they are doing. What is different is that some people are seen as untrustful. And thanks to LinkedIn uh, features like, for example, video, native video has been a hit in LinkedIn since uh, uh, more than one year because it allows people to, to really show themselves as they are and not like the corporate kind of stuff. And by the way, the videos that do not work are the corporate videos. The videos that, that do work are those where you really express your trustworthiness and your uh, and your uh, credibility and, and your excellence. Very that's, important. That's credibility. Important word. Phil Lurie, I saved the last 60 seconds for you. That's all we've got. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, I, I want to agree with uh, all I've just heard. Uh, I think videos are really important. I also think that it's really important that you spend your time and your effort where your customers are. And if your customers aren't on LinkedIn, then you should be where they are. If they're on Facebook, go to Facebook. You know, just go where the customers are. That's kind of obvious. The thing I, I predict in the future uh, is something that we've been demanding from LinkedIn for a while, which is better interfaces to CRM systems. Uh, we want to be able to use the existing systems. We don't want people going off in separate places, and LinkedIn is looking at and will probably be developing better interfaces to the existing CRM universe. So hopefully that will be happening soon, and will make uh, salespeople more effective. Thank you very much. Thank you to the three of you. What an interesting conversation. I hope you will all come back. Phil, if you want to do part two of this, why don't you whisper into the ear of Kirsten Boileau, who's the sponsor of this series and, and picks all the topics. I think it would be great to have the three of you back. I love the the point-counterpoint. The three of you are very bold. Not too many of my panels do that. They, they go with the flow. So I want to thank you very much for a very provocative and fast-paced conversation. And again, thank you to Kirsten Boileau at SAP Radio and uh, Mohammed Arif for, for helping to put these together. He does a wonderful job getting the panels together and doing everything in the background. So, Arif, we really appreciate you. And thank you, of course, to Aaron Keller, our engineer extraordinaire at World Talk Radio, the business channel. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Mick Adam at Vanguard Leadership, just like Louis Cibon at Hashtag Social Selling Forum, and just like Phil Lurie at SAP. Signing off for now, I'll be back in one hour at 12 noon Eastern with another episode of Game Changing Technology for Sports. We're talking about sports, technology, the NBA, and quadrillions of statistics now available on a dashboard for fans to find basketball stats back to 1946. Wow, that's all I have to say. I'll be back in an hour. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Digital Selling, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.